Life Radio coming at you with the three amigos. GB mm-hmm. GBW. The acronym. GBW. That sounds like a president. Close. Shorten things up. GWB. GWB. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a pet peeve of mine. When people overuse acronyms, like they're saving so much time in their life by using an acronym for something. Yeah. And it turns out to be more work than it's worth. It's like, come on now. But it's cool, though. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, speaking of acronyms, we're going to BEN. We're going to chat with BEN today about (laughs) a little along the lines of of movement, so how that fits into fit for life, which exercise is movement. But we were actually talking off air. Uh, Ben had a a study or a, a case study with the client, which is basically common where a lot of his issues were caused from exercise maybe an imbalanced program or something like that so mm. you you have to be super aware that everything you do kind of has this um rebounding effect right mm-hmm. so you want to do things right you know and with that so one thing kind of the first thing that ben does when he meets with someone and some some people might not even know not everyone's in like this insane pain or has this like specific thing but everyone can benefit from a postural assessment right ben uh yes they can so so <laughs> we're, we're gonna crack open ben's brain today we're gonna crack yeah. open ben's brain we're gonna try to keep it short but we'll see, we'll, what, yeah. we'll see what comes out mercy so when it comes to like movement therapy and just kind of people bringing awareness to their movement um and maybe start let's start it off with uh that quote that little phrase that I sent you. I, th- I think that's a good way to start it off, right? Like it kind of lets people know um, what kind of mindset to be in. So think of it this way, people. When Strong, being strong. Everyone wants to get stronger in the gym, right? And to a lot of people, being strong is like loading up the bar and just going after it but quickly losing form, going halfway through the range of motion so that you can basically tell yourself, I did this weight, you know, like I, I lifted this weight, right? But in actuality, real strong is doing what you can with care the right way, right? Mm. So kind of go into that, like kind of how that sets up, like where someone can like, imp- like focus on their movement, improve, like how they can get hurt from it, the whole nine. Yeah. So, I mean, like you're basically talking about exercise and how going through an exercise and only you know, half-assing it or like not taking uh, quality reps and things can lead to can lead to problems. Uh, that's for sure. That's for sure. I, I think uh, the biggest reason why people hurt or you don't feel like you're uh, moving well or, or whatever is movement avoidance and like places, joints, muscles, things that don't like to go where your nervous system doesn't like to go. Um, that's usually where you need to go. Um, so it kind of kind of boiled down to if you're not squatting low enough. Uh, maybe your body's trying to avoid squatting to parallel. And the question is, why is your body trying to avoid that uh, that depth in a squat? Um, and uh, there's some there's some serious 
uh, freedom involved in <laughs> basically being able to go where your nervous system is telling you not not to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does a postural assessment look like? Like like you're just meeting with someone for the first time. Yeah, well, we watch we watch how gravity hits you. So we'll like stand, have you stand on your feet, and then uh, we we actually ask that question: Where where do you not want to go? Uh, do you not want your ribs to rotate right? Uh, do you not want? Uh, does it hurt or feel stiff or pull um, when you you know side bend your neck to the left or uh, or bend your right knee? Um, some people, you know, maybe they, they can't even do uh, pelvic tilts. Uh, is is the craziest thing in the world to some people because they'll. Um, you know, you, it's like holding the water in through pelvis or dumping it out, um, sticking your booty out. Um, those motions aren't available to everybody. And uh, the, the whole point of the postural assessment is to identify what those motions are um, and get an idea of, of why. Because usually there's, there's something. There's something there. It happened to you when you were really young, for instance. You, you fell, off, fell off the bed. Hit your hit your face on uh, on your knee or something. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that's pretty yeah, right. yeah, um, that, that might have happened to me <laughs> once, <laughs> once or twice in my life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your body remembers that and it carries it around with you for the rest of your life. And the postural assessment is designed to kind of um, like locate those things and and you know dive into your to your story. Your body is definitely a story. It's telling a story. It holds itself um, in in a certain way. And like when we discover what that is and discover where we can't go, um, yeah, we can make a plan to get there. Because mm. you could probably notice someone who like works on a computer all day just from from looking at them, right? Yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> great. great uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely great example. And that that one's that one's like the common like fixing your posture would be like a forward head tilt and like your ribs caving in um, to kind of like you know represent like a hunch. You know, you're hunching over. That's like the most common posture thing when people think, oh, bad posture. You think of like a huncher. Now, um, the old huncher. <laughs> the old hunchback. So t- take the old huncher and, and, you know, these things are identified and they work on improving them. What, like, what is that? What are the benefits that someone can see kind of from improving these things? Well, you know what? I, that's, that's so cool. Like, so what do you do when you have this when you are the hunter like what is the hunter good at they actually the hunter is actually good at pulling their ribs back and squeezing their shoulder blades why because their trainer is like hey get get a better posture do the opposite like like you're hunching over like work on the muscles that pull you back and they spend their whole life in this fight with their body in this effort that they're putting in to try and work against gravity and work against what their body seems to be naturally doing um I actually find, funny little fact, I find that most people that hunch actually don't have the muscles to hunch, if that makes any sense. You put them in a straight up position and tell them to get to the position that they're hunched over, throw their head forward using their neck flexors, uh, bend their ribs down using their abs. They don't have those. They're, they're actually not available. So what needs to happen a lot of times is you need to teach the body how to actually get into the hunch position. And uh, what happens when you teach the body something it's avoiding is your natural, your neutral changes pretty pretty dramatically um where you're not having to fight anymore um and uh, i've been doing a little bit i mean i don't want to get too you know mm-hmm. deep into this type of stuff like uh, it's almost um but but when you're when you're just trying to be you're trying to be present in your in your life you're trying to be happy like something that's just not fair is that physical pain that physical pain always pulls you out of a, of a present state and into some type of worry you know yeah anxiety uh uh yeah, it just it it doesn't allow you to be present, and so what 
this new feeling of neutral can offer is basically unavo- uh, or, uh, uninterrupted, <laughs> like uninterrupted happiness. Like you just move efficiently and nothing mm-hmm. is pulling you out of it. It's, it's definitely something that I've been playing with again. It's a little bit off the deep end, but um, there's definitely but something you know, to like that too. It depends a fun place to go. Yeah. <laughs> so we, here, here, we could talk real quick yeah, because yeah. Ben this morning, like literally right before this, like the past cup, really like we'll say the past week, man, my jaw and my neck and the top, dude, the top of my head has been hurting. Which seems crazy, and someone's probably like, hey, you probably have a brain tumor. Um, <laughs> however, I know a little better to understand that, like, all this happened at the same time. Anyways, so, um, and realizing, like, I clench my teeth when I get stressed, things like that. And that's something I'm working on, too. But um, Ben was working on some stuff this morning, and basically come to find out, like, the front of my neck just, like, was not working. Period. Like, and so that leaves the whole backside of your neck. So, like, we'll put that forward head posture... You know, if everyone listening, just like, you know, shoot your head forward. And the entire backside of my neck was just like compressed and doing so much work. And that causes just tension through the whole system. And so, um, you know, Ben worked on it. He got everything freed up. And then we worked on some stuff against the wall. We walked on, worked on um, wall cogs, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is really just like moving your spine against the wall. I've never done it before. Yeah. And ben, it was actually really difficult. But we ended up getting the front of my neck turned on, and it was probably, like, one of the weirdest moments I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> like, for one, I started walking, like, very different. Yeah. I told Ben it felt like I, you know, when you put, like, um, like shoes on a cat or a dog, and they just do those, like, weird-ass steps. Like, that's what I felt like. But I also felt like, like, for the first time, and which is really odd, like, I was able to move, like, tuck my chin in and have, like, a neutral neck and have, like, no tension. Which, like, affected everything else. Like, I could breathe normally. And, like, it was, like, a slightly, like, emotional thing. Yeah, which yeah. is really weird. Like, that, hey, like, having the freedom to, to tuck my chin back and have, like, a neutral neck, you know, makes you emotional. Yeah. Like, that's a, a strange thing. And it's a really weird thing to, to, to experience. Um, but that's kind of, like, what we went through. And then, like, having, like, a moment of calm was really odd too like after it happened i'm sure ben saw my face and like everything was just kind of like in the moment and there was like no anxiety no worry no pain like everything was just kind of like still for a second and so it was a really odd experience that really (laughs) just came from ben kind of assessing me like you know i came in i was Uh, like dude my jaw hurts he barely spent any time on my jaw today (laughs) yeah he might have spent like three minutes but but i did give will free jaw sessions for life because if you get a chance to really get in that beard you will never (laughs) want to get out (laughs) (laughs) but anyway so like i came in with jaw pain this dude barely even touched my jaw and like right now like i can open my mouth a lot better i can move my head a lot better um, I can breathe with my freaking chin tucked in like it's supposed to be before. Like, I couldn't even really breathe there. So just, you know, simple assessment. And then Ben worked on me, and, like, here I am, you know? Literally yeah. changed the way I walk, the way I hold myself, and the way I feel just from that. So just a little personal anecdote that literally, like, just happened. So I'm still processing through it. Yeah. Um, but that was, yeah, that was kind of wild. And to help the listeners understand, I, th- I think this is going to be a good little comparison Ben, you can jump in if I end up getting completely wrong. But right. uh, so, so you know, when these guys are saying like, you know, turned on and like access to these movements and all mm. this, uh, w- I think what, th- what they're saying is a lot of what 
the, the movement therapy is in the way we move is based on our nervous system, right? Like it controls everything, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think a lot of people, what's relatable to that is, is athletes, right? Like when you learn a skill. So let's take like a, a major league baseball pitcher who does one of those, you know, you know, baseball player does this wind up and maybe has like, this pitcher has a little just low sidestep, right? And that's, right. What he, that's what he practiced, that's what he drills in, that's what his central nervous system knows. He does yeah. it a thousand times. Then all of a sudden say, and this is a professional baseball pitcher, we know he can throw, right? Yeah. But then say someone says, hey, do a wind-up where you kick your knee high. Mm. Do you mm. know how foreign that would feel to the pitcher? Yeah. And he yeah. wouldn't be able to throw as hard. It would mess everything up. That's because his central nervous system is so ingrained and learned on his mm. current wind-up that True. he just he's going to struggle to access kind of that, that, um, that high, high leg kick because it's different because he hasn't been doing it, right? It's, right. this, it's the same way with us, but we develop these quote unquote, they're not skills, but just our, our basic like patterns. Patterns. Yeah, patterns, yes. And we lose access kind of through the, the central nervous system to maybe the way we were supposed to move that the ideal structure to keep us pain free. And really what you're doing is you're helping people maybe maybe access the, these uh, these places. And, and then, so that's what turns it on. It's not like there's a, yeah. a magic, uh, switch or anything was like you know super turned off it's just like kind of connecting the brain central nervous system mm, to do true. that yep it's true and actually I, it's a great uh, analogy metaphor uh whatever it is like when you're, you're doing the sidestep like so that's the thing that got him throwing the ball like he needed that for a long time but let's say yeah it causes pain or it, it ends up being like a problem so you you have this brand new thing we want to introduce that we know eventually like it's more powerful or you mm -hmm. know it's, it's better yep. um so one of two things happens and like when you say the turn on and off like you either can't bring your knee all the way up or like you're physically able to but yeah it takes all the power mm -hmm. away from your your throw yeah and um and so i mean that's that's actually it's cool to kind of break it up that way because the turning on was giving the ability to lift the knee mm -hmm. when we turned on those neck flexors like it gave the ability to get in the position but the, all the power was still gone yeah. that's timing and that's the thing that we did on the wall but mm -hmm. the, the point is like yeah definitely no 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 switch was flipped but a process of learning the actual motion then learning the timing both had to take place in order for a powerful pitch to be thrown yeah. and that's why that's why like yeah that's why it kind of it's yeah. got to be both and, and think about it say he's able to have more power of the high leg kick and throw harder that means, like, in a way, you could have made that pitcher throw harder without ever touching his arm. You know? Yes, yes. And that's kind of, I mean, yeah, that's literally what, it, that's pretty much what like, just happened. Yeah, it is. It is, and, absolutely. And that's what happens. And that's what, then break it down to general population, just all of us, like, that's the stuff that Ben's doing. Like, that's what he can do. That's why Will can say, hey, like, my jaw's locked up. He never even touched my jaw and fixed it, right? That's how yeah. it's all connected. And I think it sounds almost crazy, right? But then when you start it piecing it together to real-world scenarios, like a baseball player, you know, then it makes sense. You're like, oh, like, especially if you played sports, like, you know that for a fact. Um, yes. You know, so even even someone who's, uh, I don't know, say you're knitting, knitting scarves, you know, and you have a certain technique and pattern that you do, and then you get an overuse injury, and you have to change the way you – maybe you sit your elbow – at a 90 degree angle and all of a sudden you got to hold it close to your body like mm -hmm. that may feel weird to you and you, you can't knit as fast but then eventually you can and you're knitting faster you know so yep it's anything really you know but that's what people have to realize there's these things that we're we're not even 
we don't even notice. Like you might not notice that every time you drive, you have your elbow high on the little uh, holder in the middle of the car and it puts your shoulder to fun. And then you do that every day for 30 minutes on your drive, 300 days a year for seven years. And then you're like, why, why do I, why does my shoulder hurt? You know, mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. I didn't like hurt, hurt it, uh, running into a wall, but it's those little movements. So then, then you might have to reprogram like getting that, uh, shoulder back kind of down and back or, or whatever they need to access. Um, so it's, it's just fascinating stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is, it is amazing. It's, and it's usually like that too. The nervous system, your, your emotions, everything, every party is going to block that. It doesn't want to show you what you're avoiding. It doesn't want to like, yeah. it doesn't want it usually doesn't want to blare out because it's, it's trying to manage either. It's trying to manage pain or keep you out of pain. It's, yep. it's doing its best. Your body is always, always, always operating at a hundred percent efficiency for mm-hmm. what it's working with. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people get mad. I, I heard it this morning and, uh, uh just getting mad at your body or saying like stupid leg or whatever. And I'm not, I'm not like one of those people that you can't, can't say that shit it's fine but at the same time like understand though for real it is trying to do like everything it can and the stupid leg might only be stupid because the other knee is actually stupid or something you know so it just it's just interesting taking it all taking it all in um as a whole understanding too that your emotions do affect how you move Mm -hmm. and what you're doing your shoulder only hurts when you get anxious why because when you're driving and you grip extra hard that's when the shoulder dysfunction comes because you're anxious while you drive. So, like paying attention to that type of stuff too. I know it's a little bit of a rabbit hole, but um, it, it's all tied together. Your movement is a representation of who you are and how you feel. Um, it, it, it's it's this outward expression of everything you carry every single day. How you do a task is is how you feel about that task. Um, and and so I mean, it's just yeah. Uh, yeah. And- and a quick story to kind of show people like how strong the central nervous system and brain control pain is uh, I saw a thing recently where, you know, guys, maybe amputees and, and war veterans and stuff like that. There's a condition, I forget the name for it, but where they can feel intense pain in the limb that's not there. Yeah, it's phantom yeah, limb phantom syndrome. Limb. Yeah, so then there's yeah. this like therapy for it where like you get a bunch of mirrors or something. So you actually, when you mm-hmm. look, you actually see, feel like you see the limb that's not there. And then you're able to like mentally like fix the pain, you know, be like, oh, it's okay, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just crazy. But these people will be in excruciating pain in their left arm and they don't have a left arm. You and know? I think that's, I'm not going to go too deep down. Like, I know. Because like me and Diego and Ben have been yeah. really talking about this about how much like your brain influences like pain. So like in the example of someone with phantom limb syndrome, like in your brain, you know that your hand got cut off, whatever. And to your brain, because there was trauma, you're, you're expecting pain there because of that just, it got cut off, it should hurt, and therefore it does. And how powerful that is really f- across the board. Like if you think something's gonna hurt, there's pretty damn good chance it's going to rarely do you just like always kind of like oh this is gonna hurt this is gonna hurt and it doesn't you know like your brain will if you tell it enough times that hey this movement hurts that it's gonna start to hurt and so you know that's kind of a good example and i we could do probably five hours on this um so i'm not gonna get too deep into it but yeah that the, the brain definitely controls pain i mean that's that's the root right there yeah well, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely uh, two sides of the same coin on that on that part of it. Just to 
I'll try to sum it up in like because that the like the phantom limb thing. Yeah, there's zero, there's zero structure there, but still pain. You flip that coin over, you can have a broken, broken bone or a clamped nerve or herniated disc, and you don't feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, the structure, the problem is actually there, but you don't. There's no pain, so you do have to manage both. You have to actually approach both with the. You can't think if I just pop this back into place, like the pain will go away because it's all because it's now all physical. And in the same way, you couldn't necessarily hypnotize somebody out of pain either because it's not always all mental. Yep. So, it, yeah. It's funny, with, as with most, most things, right? Everyone wants a perfect, clean solution, but most of the time uh, the, the answer is it depends. It's all yeah. real muddy. <laughs> yeah. Life is muddy. It is so... It's never, it's never cut and dry, Mm-mm-mm. you know? So. Well, well, we'll leave you, leave you guys with that to uh, chew on for a while. And yeah, just a little if, nugget out of Ben's brain. Yeah, yeah. and just kind of open up the, you know, realizing how important movement is. And you know, it's funny like you go back to like the Arnold bodybuilder days, and they talk about feeling your muscles and the mind muscle connection. And then everyone went through a stage where like that was fooey and everything. But you know, everything's nah, kind of coming full circle to where yeah. uh, there's a there's a lot to that. So you know, just we'll, we'll take, have some woo woo episodes at some point. <laughs> we can dig into that. And I think the the take home for most people is just like. Be more aware of your movement. Like, just notice things, you know? Notice yeah. your daily movements that you normally don't notice. And when you're in the gym, be more conscious of your movement, your form, if there's pain, you know, those kind of things. And uh, and get a postural assessment with, with yep. Big Benji. Get, get someone to check you out. Mm-hmm. Answers, yeah. Answers. All right. All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed it. This is, again, reach out if you have questions or you want to learn more you can always hit us up on instagram email facebook yep everything mm-hmm. everything everything but hit me at me or will up and then we'll forward it to ben yeah that <laughs> be the best way to do it we'll make ben, sure it gets into his inbox yeah ben ben he's friend he, he'll be in his uh office scribbling away ma- making sure that <laughs> we have answers for all you guys so yeah that's right we don't want him you know just wasting away like us on social media. Putting it all on like stone tablets. <laughs> all right. Holler back. Later. Yay. Bye. As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at coastalfitnessva.com or garydeagle.com. We'll see you next time. <laughs>